pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Rivalry week, and we're coming to you live from the corner of 6th and Market, beautiful downtown Canton. 61 degrees, Kenny. Yeah, what do you want to talk about today? Do you want to talk about Jim Harbaugh, an alleged cheater? Do you want to talk about Deshaun Watson practicing today? Do you want to talk about the Cavs picking up Evan Mobley's contract, uh, you know, final option on his rookie contract? Where do you want to go today, First of all, I don't care about that team up north until it's time to get ready for that team. But I will say this. Anytime there's smoke, there's fires. He's already uh, served a three-game suspension. Now people are looking at him because they're science. What are they Stealing curveballs and fastballs? I don't get this in football. You're stealing signs, but it does make you think this. Where there's smoke, there may be fire. And it takes just one little thing like this to get the guy maybe to start thinking about going back to the National Football League. And I think that's where we should start today. Deshaun Watson Day. Do we have to? He's going to practice. I'm so sick of this. He's going to throw and practice. They already practice, or they're they're practicing as we speak, or finishing up with practice. And I saw point. video. He threw a ball today. Woohoo! How was it? Yay! Your quarterback threw a pass in practice. No, did he have any zip on it? I didn't, I didn't see it. Like it. Yeah. Well, and that's the same I, thing that happened a couple of weeks ago. He did yeah. a couple of lobs, and that was it. He threw two times in practice. They didn't make much to do about it. But I think what this does is, it maybe takes away some of the focus from. Kid Dino might, if you're the Indianapolis Colts, now you got to prepare for two quarterbacks. Yeah, I'm looking at, at uh, our boy Scotty Petrack right now uh, on Twitter. Uh, here's Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson at start of practice. Several low throws, but way more zip than mm-hmm. the last time we saw him. And uh, I'll lot. retweet it right now on at the Kenny Rota on Twitter, and you can go check out Scotty. Petrak's post of him throwing the ball. I retweeted something much better than that. What did you retweet? Oh, my gosh. You got to go to there now. You got to look at it. The JT Turk. I mean, the J Turk. This is the funniest thing I've seen. I love these videos. From a Phillies game, I believe it was Tuesday. Somebody posted this. Another one of those fans, one of those idiot fans, runs onto the field and gets drilled. I mean, if you hit like this, you don't have to worry about stealing any signs. This guy... Got derailed. Go check it out on X. At, at X. Mm-hmm. All right. So the, you got a couple of things to check out on Twitter. Take a look at Deshaun and see if you think he's ready to go for Sunday the way he was throwing the ball today in right. practice. 27 seconds from Scotty Petrak right. of uh, the start of practice of Deshaun throwing the ball. Go look at my video right now. See what you think. You got to listen to it, too, if you can. Okay. Because the I, Philly I, I, fans are hysterical. And when the guy gets drilled... It might be more like being in an Eagles game than a Phillies playoff game. Yeah, okay. Take All a right. look. Uh, I, I'll take a look at this guy getting drunk. Oh, there he is. This guy wasn't A-OK. This guy got drilled. I have no idea what direction we're going in. So, okay, he gets hit. Yeah, that, that's, that's a good tackle by the security guard. That's the walk-up okay. music. 
Yeah, I know, we but we were talking Browns, Watson, and cheating, and now we're talking Phillies. So I'm I'm confused. I know because uh, you don't pay attention. I was trying to get. I back am into paying some, attention. Trying You're to get back in, paying attention. Trying to get today. back into some football. Don't argue. Just roll with me here. Trying to have a little bit of fun because you're making fun of our quarterback. Well, he, he's supposed to throw the ball, and he did that in practice today. Yay, finally. Okay, he's doing oh. his job for the first time in a month. Ain't that the pot calling the kettle black? We had to listen to you and your shoulder injury for a year and a half before you decided that you were tough enough to have your surgery. I can't no. raise my arm. How can you but throw I a football? I did my job every day, right? Oh, yeah, I, I, I was you there every up? day. Good. I, I was there every day, unlike this guy. Uh, this he's guy, playing for whatever football reason. football in he, the National Football League. It's a little he, bit tougher. He's played, what, a total of, uh, what is it, nine Although, games in, uh, what, uh, out of 22 Although, so far, 23 games? All That's your, not good for all your ailments, million. With all your ailments, maybe it is tougher than what he goes through. Oh, my arm is broken. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, I, I showed up every day, man. You're I was a tough here, guy. pain or no pain, good I'm a tough you. guy. I'm playing through the pain. I'm a team player. You showed this up guy where? got a wonder. Is he Cadillac in it? You showed up where? Huh? You showed you up showed on up? the radio, oh, okay, man. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, without question. You heard right. me every day. How many <laughs> days in a row now have uh, we done this show and I haven't been off? Huh? Uh, Nate, yeah, did, yeah. yeah, well, how many uh, can Deshaun Watson say that? No, he cannot. Mr. Tough Guy. He cannot say that. Wow. Yeah, Mr. Tough Guy. That's me. Mm-hmm. Mr. Tough Guy. But yeah, he's out there right now. Does this mean he'll play Sunday? Who knows? That's what I said. I right? don't think it does. I think what this does is it creates doubt. In the minds of the Indianapolis Colts, now you have to prepare for two quarterbacks. It's no different than what we've seen in the past in any sport. When you've got one, you've got two, you've got to prepare for them both. And especially when you consider the fact that Deshaun Watson should be light years ahead of and better than kid dynamite P.J. Walker. Now, what would you rather have, a 70% Deshaun Watson or a 100% P.J. Walker Against the Colts this week. That's a good question. I think if it's me, yeah, and I know they would probably go against this, I'd rather have Deshaun Watson. Even at 70%? Yeah, because at 70%, he's still going to make better decisions than P.J. Walker. Throwing across his body, okay. throwing into coverage. Um, if Kevin Stefanski calls the same offense that he called last Sunday, Deshaun Watson should be able to throw short passes. We're not beating You're you with right. going down the field. That's a great point. Even they they weren't really attempting deep throws. What they throw like two maybe, right. and they weren't really uh, you know fifty or sixty yard passes. So from that standpoint, you know if you're making decisions, by all means, yeah, you want the better decision maker out there if he can play. So we'll we'll Look, see where this goes. If this guy was a journeyman backup quarterback, which you might be able to say that he was, but he's still coming off a practice squad. If this dude was Jacoby Brissett last year, I'd say yeah. absolutely play the backup. But in a situation like this, in a game that, you know, it's not a must-win situation, but it's very winnable. And we know Kevin Stefanski doesn't do well on the road. Don't let one get away. And, and don't make bad decisions. And, and in that, even, if you dumbed down the offense last week and were able to win, don't make it harder than it has to be this week if you do, in fact, have to start P.J. Walker. Yeah, Deshaun Watson says here, this is his first practice in nearly three weeks. Mm -hmm. Now, how much he actually does in this practice today, don't know. The reporters that are there get a selected amount of time 
to watch practice, yeah. and then they have to go behind closed doors, and they don't see the entire and the important parts of right. practice. Well, the important part is how he feels tomorrow. If he's, if he's well enough to throw a ball today, does it have a lasting effect tomorrow? Is he too sore to throw tomorrow? Does he aggravate, which we don't think can get any worse, but it could get aggravated. Does he favor it? Was he bad? Can he throw again tomorrow? It'll be interesting to see. Yeah, these, uh, you know, if you, you want to follow the uh, beat reporter, Scott Petrack, at Scott Petrack on Twitter, at Mary Kay Cabot on Twitter. Um, you can also follow the Cleveland Browns, although the Browns probably will just put the good throws up there, not the bad throws. If there is a good throw, it's better than what we've seen in the last three weeks, Kenny. That's the point. He hasn't been able to throw the ball. He threw two lobs, what, two and a half, three weeks ago, whatever it was. And as far as we know, the only other thing they did was some type of a walkthrough before the game last Sunday where he said he couldn't go. I have to imagine he tried, attempted to throw a ball. Here's one from Scotty Petrak that I'm looking at uh, that was posted an hour ago. 41 seconds of video, and Scotty said, uh, and I'll turn my sound down. Scotty says, didn't look like let it rip completely, but mm-hmm. threw up to 30 yards and took several reps in individual drills. Okay. So, uh, I mean, but P.J. Walker's out there, too, and you can notice the difference. If you, Even though PJ's, P.J. Walker is any not anywhere near as good as Deshaun Watson, but when you watch the throws that are being shown here, you can see the stronger throws being made okay. by DTR, P.J., yeah. and uh, Deshaun Watson. Here's a problem in what you just told me. And I haven't seen any of this, and I haven't looked at him on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it. You said drills, not reps. P.J. Walker's getting all the reps with the first-team offense tells me that probably, for the most part, he's starting on Sunday. I don't care about a drill. A drill tells me you're still working your way up to maybe resume being the starting quarterback with the Browns. We won't know that, though, because they don't get to film the actual reps, right? They let them film the individual drills is what we're looking at right now. So all three of them are doing that. Mm -hmm. Now, when they go back to, uh, like, what is today? Today's Thursday. So, yeah, game plan's in. They're preparing for the Colts. When they force all the media members, shoo, shoo, get away. Go go into your little cave. (laughs) That's when, you know, maybe they will let us know. Um, I, I doubt it, right? If you're Stefanski, do, do you want to say that uh, uh, whether or not uh, Deshaun took first-team reps well, or P.J. got all the first-team reps? or I don't know. When in doubt, go to Vegas. The line went up a half point. Brown's favored now by a field goal. Somebody knows something. Somebody's embedded somewhere. I mean, you listen to Adam Schefter or you follow him on Twitter or X or whatever, yeah. and he usually knows before anyone else. Well, somebody knows in Vegas, and there's a reason why point lines move. Yeah. And that's why um, with the Jim Harbaugh story as well with Michigan, mm-hmm. Vegas got involved too. Vegas, there, There's part of a story I read where Las Vegas, a handicapper in Vegas, mm-hmm. was uh, you know warning people about this. And so if Vegas is involved, you know, mm-hmm. so like you said, point spreads are a, a great telltale for whether it's college mm-hmm. or the pros of what's really going on, either right. injuries or questionable decisions being made. And the fact that it is up a half point with Deshaun Watson throwing the ball in individual drills, we'll, we'll have to see if, you know, uh, it goes up even more come tomorrow if it's 
uh, you know, found out that he actually did take some reps in practice instead of just throws, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in the individual drills. So that that's a great telltale sign. You're right as far as keep an eye on the lines with Michigan, Michigan State, as well as, uh, you know, the Browns at, at Indianapolis. It's interesting, too, because as you bring that up, I was thinking about this today. In the AP poll this week, Georgia was one, Michigan was two, Ohio State three, Florida State four, and Washington at five. Now, I'm looking at my score mobile app, and I don't see Georgia playing this week. They must have a bye. Okay. Michigan, I believe, has what? Michigan State? That's the, yeah, that's why they're telling them beware. Not ranked, correct? Yeah, they're not good. Ohio State beats Penn State. What are they, seven or six? Depends which poll you look at. If Ohio State beats Penn State handily, yeah, shouldn't they be one or two in the country? Um, There's boy. no way, in my opinion, they drop Georgia to two or three and let the Buckeyes leapfrog both those teams. There's no way. Yeah. Georgia beaten this year. Their biggest win is Kentucky, okay? And that's mm-hmm. when they were ranked 20th, right? But they are the two-time defending champs and they're four known conference seven and oh overall the team just ahead of you though that's the number one team the team ahead of you is michigan right mm-hmm. now they're hey may, maybe just maybe if the buckeyes handily beat penn state and with this alleged story about sign stealing with michigan oh. maybe the voters will look at that and say okay uh we we, we want more information on this yeah. and because of that ohio state won handily We'll let them leapfrog Michigan, make them number two, and drop Michigan to number three. You look at quality victories, and we're going to go ahead and assume that Maryland is a quality win, okay? Okay. We know that Notre Dame's a quality win because they were ranked in the top ten. Michigan, I don't believe, has has played anyone who's ranked not nearly that high. Penn State hasn't either. But at the same time, Penn State is ranked now. So if you're playing in the now and you go back to the first week of the season where you could look at the score and watch the game and say the Buckeyes kind of scuffled with Indiana, what happened after that game? They fell in the ratings. Yeah. Well, if you win this game, shouldn't you rise up a little bit more? Absolutely. Michigan has played absolutely nobody to this point, okay? They, They have it. Uh, ECU, UNLV, Bowling Green, Rutgers, Nebraska, and Minnesota, and IU. That's it. Mm -hmm. They're in a ranked team on their schedule to this point. So they haven't played a ranked team, and there's uh, the NCAA investigating sign-stealing allegations. You would think if Ohio State takes care of business at home against uh, the sixth or seventh-ranked team in the country, that would be enough to garner them some first-place votes but move ahead of Michigan. you got to be pretty smart to be a sign stealer in college football with all these things that they do you can go to a game and you can watch a sideline whether they're showing you know sometimes they show those pictures to the players on the field you don't know what it is it's a picture ben affleck okay that's a 15 yard out pattern i don't know what it is right what you do is you hire your assistant coaches that maybe were in that system and know a little bit more go back to the indiana game what do we hear uh, former coach at Ohio State was now on the staff at Indiana. They knew a little bit what to look out for. Kind of leads right. me to believe it's similar in whether or not they're stealing signs. Do you need to steal signs to beat Michigan State when you're Michigan? Well, that's a rivalry, not as big as one with Ohio State, but 
Hey, you would think with all the turmoil that's happening up at Michigan State with yeah. Mel Tucker getting fired and he's suing them, they're suing him, whatever is going on there, maybe they feel that they, they absolutely need that. Um, but, again, if you count where the teams are ranked today, right, Notre Dame, their highest ranking is 15 right now. Okay, right now. at 6 and 2, they're 15th in the country. Penn State's highest ranking is 6. So if the Buckeyes win on Saturday, they will have defeated the 6th ranked team and the 15th okay. ranked team in the country. In that same vein, if you do beat those teams, they fall way out because they haven't played anyone else. So when Penn State loses to Ohio State, they yeah. fall out of the top 10. They get back in the top 10 when they host Michigan and beat that team up north. Yeah, that, what you want if you beat Penn State, you're right. You want them to beat. Well, let me ask you this. Do you, would you rather Penn State beat Michigan to solidify that, hey, we did beat a good Penn State team, or would you rather Michigan go undefeated until you play them and then you hand them their first well, loss? You always want to be the team that hands them their first loss. Okay. But I'm not going right. to shed a tear if they get beat at Happy Valley. <laughs> There's no way. See, I'm not the guy that roots for that team to win and wants to, I, I, on a weekly basis. I don't care if it's Appalachian State. I don't care if it's right. Youngstown State. I'm rooting for the other team. That's just the way I am. I have, every year's different for me with that. There are some years where I'm like, no, I can't do it, man. Can't root for Michigan. Mm -hmm. Then it's like, all right. They've been a player the last couple of years, legally or illegally, yeah. with these sign-stealing allegations. So, all right, I, I want them to be undefeated, yeah. and the Buckeyes snap a two-game losing streak against them this year and hand them their first loss. I look at it this way. You handle your business no matter whether you beat Michigan or not when you make it in to the Big Ten and you win the Big Ten championship. And sometimes, even when you don't win the Big Ten championship, the Buckeyes have been able to maneuver their way into the Final Four. I don't care about that team up north. I don't like that team up north. I love beating that team up north. And all that really matters is getting to that championship game and winning another one. Yeah, and this is something, you know, Ryan Day needs to do this year. And I have my doubts. This is going to be a great test on Saturday for the Buckeyes against mm -hmm. Penn State. Um, I, I was talking with a gentleman today who has uh, connections to, to Drew Aller. And, uh, you know, this, uh, you know, we were talking about the recruitment thing again that, that was laid out to us yesterday mm -hmm. by Larry Laird, the head coach at Medina. And uh, he said, yeah, this is the big game. How yeah. about this? I did not know that James Franklin is one and eight against Ohio State. It's terrible. Do you realize yes. that? Yeah. And, you know, I, I didn't know it was that bad. The whole Drew Allard thing is interesting, too, because we want to go back to, <clears throat> excuse me, Quinn Ewers. And when Quinn Ewers was being recruited by Ohio State and it looked like he was going to be the next in line to be the next great quarterback, he decides to take off and bolt to Texas, which I guess made it that Drew Aller wasn't coming to Ohio State or they didn't put the full court pressure on him until Quinn Ewers decided that he was going to go elsewhere or uh, Drew Aller believed that he was going to be second in the pecking order and, you know, that might be enough for a high school kid. That's fine. My question is this. When we talked to his high school football coach, he thought that he was going to be a Mac player until maybe his senior year. He starts to end up looking like a Power 5 quarterback. Who else was on the trail is what I want to know. Yeah, I don't know what other schools. Uh, he, um, I was told today by somebody that Pitt offered him, and he went for a visit to Pitt. Um, Penn State was the first that had interest because of coaching 
connections with Larry Laird, mm-hmm. te- you know, telling us that yesterday. And Ohio State knew of him, right, and kept an eye on him, but they thought they were getting the best quarterback in the country in Quinn Ewers, right. and they did. Unfortunately, Ewers ends up leaving. So, uh, you know, when he reclassified uh, and came out a year earlier, Ewers, that's when they went hard after Drew Aller, and okay. Drew said, no, I, I've made my mm-hmm. commitment to Penn State. I'm, I'm true to my word. I'm staying Which there. Fine. Because he knew when, once Sean Clifford left, it was going to be his team at right. Penn State. Now, here's the other thing that may have come in to play had he really maybe thought a little bit harder about it. Had he thought that it would have been wide open, or maybe they even offered it to him after C.J. Stroud leaves and we think or maybe we have an idea that Quinn Ewers. I can't see that Quinn Ewers was going to stay here especially with the success that C.J. Stroud had. So if you consider the fact that a guy like this might have his opportunity to go elsewhere, maybe it plays a little bit more, chip on my shoulder. Yeah, no, I wasn't your first choice. I'm going elsewhere. That's fine. Okay, and I'm not saying anything about he's got great talent. He's a great, talented kid. But if it were me, I would look at Ohio State and say, every one of these quarterbacks that have played, even when he was the offensive coordinator, under Ryan Day, have gotten into the NFL. And they've been high draft picks. Take your pick. Right. You know, you know, Haskins, what's his name? Uh, the, Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins passes away, unfortunately. Justin Fields, C.J. Stroud. I mean, I, I think that would have to come into play if, if it were me. Now, I also look at the recruiting process and say, I don't know who else was interested. I'm sure there were others. But it takes me back to the Brendan Zerbrug thing from Alliance. And his first offer is to go to Syracuse. Turns that down because here comes Northwestern. Well, we know what happened with Northwestern. Their head football coach gets fired and everything else. Okay, that's out of play. Here comes the third Power 5 team in less than a month, and it's Oklahoma. I mean, this dude's on the radar, man. Yeah, he is. Very highly thought of. Uh, we saw him. We had him week one when they beat Lake, and he had an 80-yard touchdown run and ran away from everybody. He's as good, if not a better runner, than he is a thrower of the football. But, hey, when you're a dual threat like that and his size, you've got a chance to make it at, at a Power 5 school. So it, it'll be interesting. Here's the thing about Aller that was impressive. I was so close to the situation. I kept mm-hmm. hearing about this kid, and I mm-hmm. saw this kid play, and I watched him. And I was like, all right, you heard Larry say, hey, we spread it five wide and we throw it a lot. So my concern was, all right, did he just benefit from the system he was in or is he a legit power five? And Larry told you, 6'5", he's a a Big Mac short of 250, and he watches a ton of film. Mm -hmm. So, no, it wasn't just our system. It was his God-given athletic ability and his hard work that made him – uh, go from a three-star quarterback his sophomore year to a five-star by the time he See, was a senior. That's what I tell you about this game of football. It's crazy, too. And I tell you this all the time. Late bloomers sometimes end up being fantastic. And teams yeah. do get better throughout the course of a season. This kid ends up being what they think he is. Might have their way with the Buckeyes on Saturday. I, for one, don't think that's going to be the case. I think the weather's going to break. I think the Buckeyes in front of 100,000 people are going to make it really tough for any team to come into the horseshoe and beat them again because they still have a foul taste in their mouth of what happened to them against Michigan last year. If they're focused enough, I think they're good enough to continually get better this season 
And well, let's hope they show up on Saturday. Well, you're right about uh, Aller having to play in front of the largest crowd he's ever started in front of, right, JT? Mm -hmm. It's over 100,000 people, and uh, we had the numbers presented to us. His road games this year have not been as good as his home games. He's only thrown one touchdown pass on the road. And with the way this defense is played, if they can get pressure on him, it'll be interesting to see if he's able to handle that pressure uh, you know, for four full quarters. So uh, it's going to be a hell of a matchup. Uh, it, what time? It's a noon start, right? 12 o'clock? Yep. So, uh, you know, uh, tape it because we've got uh, McKinley and Maslin for you at 2 o'clock, and our coverage begins at noon. So you can tape Ohio State, Penn State, uh, listen to our game, and then go back and watch and see if the Buckeyes can knock off Drew Aller and the Nittany Lions.